welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. There's a cold beer calling my name. Hey, Rat and Rod, we're back after a, after a few weeks. Uh, episode 28, this is our final episode of season one. Uh, our uh, next could be considered season two, the beginning. Well, it's well, this is our season preview show, but um, in two weeks. We're let, we're, well, we're going to have a week off uh, uh, next week, and then October 7th is going to be our kickoff shows, and we're actually going to have a couple re, uh, regular season recaps. As I will mention, uh, you know, the Predators actually will have the first game of the season, um, which is kind of fitting for this show. Um, maybe they did it on purpose just because they know that to give us something to talk about. Um, I think you should go to the first game in Switzerland. Sure, I don't have that kind of money. I barely can't even afford a Titans or Preds ticket. (laughs) All right, no football talk in this show. Um, but uh, so, like as I said, this is uh, our season preview show. So we got some, you know, not quite interesting uh, uh, things to talk about as far as you know each each division, each team, um, you know what they did in the off season, and what the outlook looks look like, and and we're each going to have our little uh, take on each division um, after. After we go through, you know, like you know, Rat Rod will take the Atlantic and the Pacific, and I'll take the Metro and Central. But we'll both kind of chime in on what we think, um, and then of course we'll have our little predictions um, as far as what, how we'll finish uh, the division finish. Not you know anything later on in the year. Obviously, we we'll, can get you know more in the playoff race. Um, but my uh, my beer league season started. We're two two games in. Um, we're one and one. The first the first week, um, well, I won the game, but it wasn't the best. I mean, I didn't really see a lot of shots, but we won the game. Uh, last night was just a total disaster for me, as far as as far as I'm concerned. It was just, yeah, it was definitely me. I don't want to. Some, some of my, some of my, all of my, a lot of my teammates were saying I did, I was, you know, I was good and they're a really good team and I made some really good saves, but we lost eight to five. That's all I got to say. So right there, I mean. Yeah, you you score five goals, you should win the game. But some uh, new new exciting things that we're working on for season two. Uh, Going to come up with maybe some a new segment or two. Um, 
don't know if you can elaborate more. We haven't really, we're really haven't ironed everything down yet. Yeah, we're still in the works with it. It'll all come together. When we know, you'll know. So I guess uh, that's all I got. Unless you, you know, you, what's going on in your world as far as uh, not not playing hockey yet. So no, my my shoulders have been bothering me a little bit lately, and um, I don't think it's the weather unfortunately so i just trying to keep that at bay at the moment but yeah i definitely want to get back on the ice you know it's fun good group of guys i like to have a beer so well you're not gonna have any for uh anytime soon well, if you uh, buy uh, it, i can sneak it out of the pitcher <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw it over to the to the monitor no wait we're not on tv <laughs> um so uh, I didn't get any housekeeping stuff out of the way. Uh, you know, as always, you can email us uh, with any questions, comments, uh, suggestions to PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. And always you can follow us on, on social media, Facebook at PredWingsPodcast and Twitter at PredWingsPod. So I guess we could start our uh, show off with uh, with some uh, you know what what you know season preview. Uh, let's start with the Metropolitan Division. I'll go team by team. Uh, you know just what they did in the off season and some you know interesting uh, tidbits here and there. Uh, so the first team in the Metro, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They had an interesting offseason, uh, pretty fairly active. And uh, I, I know it wasn't a, the biggest one, but I just want to mention, um, you know, one of the you know as far as uh, concerning the Predators, uh, the Predators have they traded uh, Matthew Olivier to Columbus, and uh, that was in June, end of June. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Sorry to see him go, but so I, you know, I just wanted to throw that in. Um, but they uh, some key key additions. Well, actually, before we get in the, in the additions, um, they they extended Patrick Lane and and Eric Good uh, Eric Goodbranson, who they I believe they got him. Uh, was he there at the end of the year? I don't remember if he was at the end of the year or if he was in a free agent pick. But they they extended him, um, uh, probably because of what they did. Uh, probably one of the huge biggest. I'm not a big fan of him, but I would say one of the biggest uh, acquisitions in 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 the free agency, which. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, they signed Johnny Goudreau, who uh, who was supposed to be the top the top uh, free agent of this year's uh, free agency class. I don't, you know, I I don't. I mean, he's a good player, but I don't, you know, if he's a top player, top free agency. Uh, pick 
that was pretty sorry for agency class <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But in any case, that's a, that's a huge addition for the for the close Blue Jackets and some and some offense. Um, but they also had some subtractions. Uh, they lost uh, Alexander Texier, who's going into the substance abuse program. So hopefully he gets his help and gets gets the help that he gets gets the help that he needs. And and then uh, Gabriel Carlson, he went to he he signed with Washington. Um, so that that could be a huge loss. Um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Matthew Libby, they traded. It was a draft pick they traded to the Predators. So, yeah, I guess it's good for Predators. I guess. I mean, they get they get stuck up on a draft pick, but um, you know, they resigned. Uh, or was he there? Uh, Jacob Varacek. Ah, for some reason I can't say his name today. <laughs> Jakob Jakob Voracek. Um, I believe they signed. I think he was a free agency. They signed him. Uh, Brennan Gauntz is back. Uh, Boone Jenner they resigned, and Gustav Nyquist they resigned him. A, a former wing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and of course Corpusell and Merzlinkis Merzlins are going again. Yeah, uh, they they extended them as well, uh, and Wierenski, uh, and uh, and I mentioned Goodbranson. Um, so that they, they were pretty active. Uh, they got got their got their key players, their key their key players resigned, and went and got a couple uh, good pieces of puzzle. Um, Columbus will play. The Predators on October twentieth. That that will be their third game, and the Columbus's opening night is going to be against Tampa Bay on October fourteenth, and that's also their home opener. And you might be able to see them quite a bit, so get used to it. Ten national TV games this year. Yeah, you really take that to heart. Well, I mean. They like their national TV games, so you know it's you know they like to showcase some teams. So and a lot of teams don't get a lot of them. Um, so uh, you know, kind of spent a little too much time, I think, on Columbus. So moving on, uh, New Jersey. Um, you know, I, I think you know, like you know, everybody's saying how Johnny Goodrow was a pick of the free agency, and he's you know everybody yeah, gotta go get him and. Well, I think New Jersey got the real star of the free agency. Um, they went and signed Andre Palat from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Huge addition. Um, that'll help them out. Uh, and then, you know, Brent, uh, Brendan Smith, uh, I believe he was with Carolina. And Detroit, yep. Oh, well, he went to Carolina from Detroit, right? Yes. And and then uh, I I thought he was a really good fit there. And no, he actually went to the Rangers prior to going to um, Carolina. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's right. Uh, for the the he was with the Rangers for playoffs. Correct. So and then uh, so New Jersey signed him this off season. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought he had a really good offseason with um, Carolina. I, I thought he played really well in the postseason. I thought he was a big part of that that strong defensive push. But, you know, maybe that just wasn't in the numbers. Well, you know, New Jersey will definitely need uh, defense, you know, to, they don't have P.K. Subban, um, which, you know, I guess we can talk about now sort of later since uh, – he is was a New Jersey Devil. He uh, just this week announced his retirement, um, along with a couple other players. Um, uh, but also New Jersey, they re-signed uh, Vanacek and Brat, uh, and then uh, but they did lose. Well, I not really key. They lost John Gillies to the Arizona, so they they really didn't lose much, and they added a couple good pieces. So. New Jersey might be a team to watch this year, um, except for they only have nine national TV games. But if, depending on how they do this year, they might they might jump up next year. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, nine nine national TV games for them. Um, their opener is at Philadelphia on October thirteenth, and their home opener is against. You want to guess who? Detroit. <laughs> I guess you knew that one, October 15th against Detroit. So um, I'm sure we'll have some in-depth uh, recaps of that one when that time comes. So uh, moving on, we'll go to Washington next. Um, they were a little active. I mean, they did a lot, you know, a typical reason. And you'll see you'll see this uh, a pattern, a lot, a lot of resignings. There, I mean, there's a few players that did move teams. Um, but uh, they added Darcy Kemper. Um, I believe that was a trade with Colorado. Or did they sign him for agency? Um, I don't remember. But I, I think, it, actually, I think it was free agency because I don't think Colorado is going to sign him. Um, and... Uh, Eric Gustafson, I think he was in Chicago. He he signed with Washington, and then they resigned their favorite uh, uh, Marcus Johansson. Um, he came back, I think late late last year in in the trade deadline. I think maybe. Um, and then they resigned Matt Irwin, a former Predator. Um. Some subtract some losses for Washington. Uh, they lost Larson to New Jersey, which I didn't mention. I talked about New Jersey for some reason. Um, and uh, Justin Schultz from Seattle. He or he went to Seattle, and then um, uh, Igor uh, is it Igor some some Sonoff. Mm-hmm. Is he is he the goalie? He he went to Toronto. I think that was a goalie. Uh, but their uh, their opener is October twelfth uh, against Boston, and that is a home opener. And they have thirteen national TV games. So one of the uh, one one of the top teams. You know, be Samsonov. He he's uh, Il- a goalie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Il- okay. Yeah. Well. Close, close, 
Igor, Ilya, they're both Russians. So, um, so yeah, they have 13 national TV games. So they're one of the one of the big teams you'll see, you know, a lot. You know, so every time you turn on ESPN or T is it TNT again? Yeah. Um. Uh, and so uh, moving on to Carolina. Uh, they signed Andre Kasha. Uh, Kasha, I don't remember where he was. I know he was a duck at one time, but I'm not sure where he was just before they got before Carolina signed him. Uh, and then Dezingo, which I don't know, and he might be a good fit. I don't know. It just they didn't seem like they did a lot. Uh, they did sign Peter Stastny. Is it Peter? Paul. Paul Stastny. Yep. Yeah, Peter's like sixty years old, isn't he? He's his father. <laughs> the the old Quebec Nordique, I think. <laughs> Paul Stastny. Uh he was a one time blue. I don't remember where he is. He's getting up there in age, isn't he? He is. Like thir- almost forty, thirty. He's in his thirties anyway, right? I don't know. I mean, he might still have it. Um Oh, he was with the Jets, wasn't he? Or did he go somewhere? I don't remember if he was with the Blues first or the Jets, but um, I think he's kind of assigned him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're hoping he can score some gold, maybe add some leadership. Yeah, they seem they might have a younger team. He's going to be thirty six. Yeah, um, I think it was only. He's going to be thirty seven. I think he only. I think he was only a year. Um, I think he was only like a year uh, contract, and then he bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, he's um, the Carolina Hurricanes, the uh, Colorado Avalanche, the ECH München. I believe that's uh, the German league. St. Louis Blues, Winnipeg, and Vegas. So, oh yeah, I forgot he was on Vegas. Yeah, well, he was with Colorado because I think he was he was drafted by Colorado. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, and that's kind of weird because his father played for the team. No. Yes, I don't he's kind of interesting. Wait, Colorado was Quebec, right? Yeah, Phoenix was one of okay. Well, in any case, uh, but they Carolina uh, and then um, they, they did resign Martin Nekash, Nekash, Nekash or Nekash or something like that. Uh, he's a defenseman, I believe. Um, so that might be a good, good, good resigning for them. <clears throat> but they lost. They seem to lose a lot. Um, Ian Cole, he went to Tampa Bay. Um, and I, you know, I mean, obviously we're going to probably talk about those teams, so I don't want to uh, mention it. Um, you know, Max Dolan, they lost. They lost uh, Levo. And one name I'll get to when I talk about the Preds, um, we'll, get, we'll talk more about him um, later. Uh, Nino Niederreiter. Um and then, uh, of course, I mentioned uh, Brandon Smith uh, with when New Jersey, and then they also lost Trocheck, which I think is, I mean, other than Niederreiter, I think Trocheck was the biggest loss for them. 
uh, Ian Cole was a big loss too, but I think uh, if you want to rank it, uh, Trocek was the biggest loss, and then Niederreiter, and then Cole. Um, but they have a they they had the Stadium Series, which you know the NHL just loves their West those outdoor games. They gotta they gotta have about ten outdoor games a year now. Um, which I don't know. I think we could probably talk about this in a later date, maybe as the time gets closer to the, to the outdoor games. Yeah, I just, it's, it's, I just think they're overdoing it. Uh, I guess we can't have a debate on that. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, but they're in the stadium series against Washington on February 18th. Um, so that's a little ways away. Just want to put that out but they only have five national tv games so that's that's kind of interesting i guess i thought they were a good team last year who knows how they do it uh their opener is october 12th against columbus and i think that is their carolina's home opener um so moving on to pittsburgh your favorite team they uh, they did. Remember, we were talking about maybe Melkin leaving. Well, they did manage to resign Melkin in the twenty fourth hour or twenty third hour. They yeah, you. yeah. Um, and you know, there's a story on the Penguins website how uh, him and Crosby and Latang are really good friends and he loves them and it, it's just so so glad that they're together they're back and oh well, i guess that's good for them i don't know uh but they i think they're most um they signed tokarski Wallet, ruda archibald and kajula which yeah they're not really not any big shakeups. I mean, they're decent players. How many of those are like two-way contracts, too? Um, yeah, I didn't mention. I didn't. I didn't seem to. Some of them they didn't have. It, they didn't mention. Uh, but they did resign Kapanen and Heinen, which I think he was. They must have got him last year. I didn't really pay attention to, to Pittsburgh too much. Uh, but they lost Louis Domingue, the a tight, the broccoli sausage. Is it the sausage? Bro- I don't know, the, the spicy meatball guy from the playoffs. <laughs> That's what it was, the spicy meatballs or whatever it was. Who's that? What is this? Lu- Louis Domingue, the goalie. Oh, he was with Pittsburgh. They lost him to the Rangers. I think there's, they're, they're kind of joking about him. Uh, Signing with the, with the Rangers because of this, so he could have the spicy meatballs. <laughs> oh, right. uh, and and uh, they signed Evan Rodriguez, who I was it? Oh no, they lost Evan Rodriguez. Um, and then they also lost Anthony Angelo, and which I don't know who he is. So it's not. I don't think it was a big loss, but it was a loss. And they have 15 national TV games. Seems like they always have the most. They always put Pittsburgh on ESPN and national TV games. 
Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that part of it. <laughs> yeah, they they have been. As long as Crosby's here, you know, I just you're gonna see those big, like the Toronto's and um, even Edmonton. Like people want to see McDavid, people want to see Austin Matthews, people want to see Sid Crosby. That's just the way it is. So yeah, they're they're going to garnish more. You know, they're gonna get more more national TV time. I don't. Want to see him? Well, well, neither do I. Uh, but their opener is also a home opener on October thirteenth against Arizona. I don't know how they drew Arizona, which I don't know. <clears throat> Arizona will probably be a bottom feeder, but so moving on to Philadelphia, they they're in the worst rebuild in Detroit, I think. <laughs> Uh, they did get Braun, um, and Delorier, Frost, Radcliffe, so it's not really a lot of McEwen, and I forgot his first name, A-H, Hodgson, not, it's not Cody Hodgson, it's, I forgot his first name, starts with an H, so, I think he's a younger player, uh, so not really a lot of big names, they're not really signing any a lot of good players. You know, it seemed like some older players like Delorier. Um, I think McEwen might be. Not sure. Yeah, uh, they're more for the toughness factor, those two. You know, the broad suit boys. Senior leadership, and they bring, you know, they bring grit. And look at who their coach is. I forgot who it is. Tortorella. You know, oh yeah! Oh, that they just—they just, they just uh, hired him. That's right. Yeah. Do you not think he's going to try to reincarnate the Broad Street Bullies? Well, he's doing it right now. It's going to happen. I think that's something you're going to see. I think you're going to see a very physical. I think you're going to see a very tough nosed. I think the city wants it. I think the players will embrace it. I think Philly's going to be, you know, I don't want to say a team to watch. We're not. We're not there yet. But I think they're going to be entertaining. A lot of people hate Tortorella, but I, I really think, you know, I mean, look what he did when he was in New York. I mean, the guy's just a goon. And now he's got a city that embraces that. So, you know, I, I just think, I think all in all, it's just overall going to be a good fit for everybody. I could be wrong. And I very. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I forgot. Uh, what, what are their players? Was meant was talking about how he likes Torrelli's hat. He's excited to to play for him, but um, now I don't remember who it was. Uh, but uh, they also re-signed Tippa and Allison, and uh, they lost Clendenning, but he went to the Chicago the AHL, so he's. Kind of going down to the, you know, he's, it wasn't, yeah, he, was he the one, uh, X-Wing? No. Adam, I think it was Adam Clendenning. Yeah, you're thinking of Are you sure? Clendenning. Oh, oh yeah, I get those two mixed up. The call, they're, they're identical, kind Not of. You're more on. Uh, and they lost big, big loss. Uh, Martin Jones. 
So I don't know who they're going to have to fill in their goaltending shoes. Um, and uh, despite of all that, and despite as, as bad as they're probably going to be worse than last year, who knows? Uh, maybe maybe not that bad. Maybe a little bit better, but I don't see them any. You know, I don't see a big improvement. But they got thirteen national TV games. I don't know why. They got that's almost as much as Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's a Pennsylvania thing or Philadelphia thing. I don't know, but um, but their their opener is also a home opener. That's against October. That's October thirteenth against New Jersey. Uh, so moving on to the Rangers, they they made a big splash in the in the free in the offseason. Probably one of the other than Columbus. Um, Probably one of the best uh, free off seasons. Uh, of course, my team had a pretty solid off season themselves. Well, I, I'm not. That's your division. You'll be talking about that soon. I, I didn't want to steal your thunder. Um, you know, no, you, you can, when you, you talk about the wings did good in off season. Go ahead. Oh, we'll talk about Detroit in a little bit. Um, but uh, the Rangers, uh, they added Louis Domingue um, from Pittsburgh. By they, it had to have been because of spicy meatballs. <laughs> okay. I I don't know. He might be a good goalie, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's much of an upgrade. Uh, they, you know, they. I mentioned if you're not gonna change, you know, you gotta. I mean, there's a lot to look at because it's not – yes, goalies can be good, goalies can be bad. I'm not saying that, you know, loosely. But some of these teams, you could put Patrick Waugh back there and he's screwed. You're more because on- the teams are just either that much better than, than you are or the defense and your forwards just aren't that good. So that puts a lot of pressure on the goalie. Like it's not just the goalie. Like everyone's like, everyone sees the goalie as it's always their fault. They're the last line of defense, Uh-oh. but they went through five other people to get there. So, you know, what I'm trying to get to is, yeah, maybe he is a decent goalie, but maybe he'll really excel when he's playing for a team that actually has a team in front of him. Well, I could probably excel. Uh, I could probably excel with that team. <laughs> but uh, last night. yeah, well. <laughs> so anyway, they also signed Trocheck, uh, Halak, um, Carpenter, and they re-signed C.J. Smith on uh, uh, no uh, Kako, and but and they signed off of Chicago of the AHL uh, C.J. Smith. Um, I don't know why I mentioned that, but I think they're going to be a halfway decent team this year. But they did have some losses. They lost Braun and you know a player you'll be talking about soon, uh, Cop, um, Kincaid, McKeg. Uh, they lost uh, Ma and Ronnie Rooney. Sorry, Rooney. Can't read my own writing. Uh, Strom and Vetrano, which I. I think that was a that was a huge loss. Um, they they both they lost both those to Anaheim. Um, another uh, interesting tidbit for the Rangers is 
the king, as they like to call him, Henry Henrik Lundqvist is joining the MSG Sports and MSG Entertainment. So I think he might be a commentator. I don't know um, unless it's the team because I know they own the TV bar. So we'll see what kind of role he has. Um, but they have 15 national TV games, which, I mean, they made it to the – Eastern final, so I guess you know when you do that, they're you're also, gonna get. They're also a big market team. Yeah, but you know, a team, you know, you make it to the finals, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna get those those big uh, national games too. Um, and their home opener, their their opener is also home opener. That's October 11th against Tampa Bay. Um, and then moving on to their. Cross City Rivals. I I guess you can call them Cross City. The New York Islanders. Um, well, I don't know if it's sub... Is it? Because they're like on an island. In any case, uh, they they didn't do too bad. Um, they re-signed Dobson and Bellows and, and uh, Ledoux. I don't know who he is. Uh, they, they, but they did sign Romanov, Chalowski, a former wing. Um, they signed Dennis Chalowski? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And Fashing and Dur- Durando. I don't know who he is. Uh, but they did lose oh, another player to Detroit, Zarnik. Which I'm sure you'll be talking about, and they have a lot of these guys. And well, you do have a, a off-season thing to talk about too. Um, but the Islanders are stepping up. They have eleven national TV games, so they they're getting in. They, they don't. They miss the playoffs, right? I think they miss oh, the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and you know, eleven national they team. They made a run. Uh, so, you know, 11 national team games. So I think there might be a team to start kind of watching. Um, I don't even know who they're going yeah, yeah. it's, it's not Trots. Um, I don't remember who who replaced him. Um, where Trots he's going to end up. He's not. Yeah. He's retired for now. Uh, and so the Islanders opener, that's also a home opener. So a lot of teams, uh, a first game is a home opener. I mean, obviously they all can't be. <laughs> uh, there's this October 13th against Florida. And that wraps up my division. Um, yeah, well, and I'll get, you know, no, um, and I, I definitely, I, I have to be honest, I did not get super as in-depth as D-Law did. Um, you know, I, I like to look at the overall team, kind of take a look at where they might finish, what they, what they look I, like. I didn't think I was too in-depth. Oh, you got pretty in-depth. <laughs> I didn't think I was. Oh. But also for time's sake. Um, but I'm going to start with, with – Detroit in the Atlantic division. I, I think they're going to be a team to kind of keep an eye on it. Maybe not necessarily a playoff team yet, but I, I think they could be there, you know, just but from what I'm hearing out of the, the camp and how the guys are looking on the ice, um, you know, and, and a couple of guys that you got to kind of 
keep an eye on is obviously Dylan Larkin. Um, not only for what he's going to do on the ice, you know, we definitely have to have him put up the goals or or keep consistent in that aspect. Um, but also contract. He switched agents last year. Now they're in a, a you know, I don't want his contract to become a distraction away from what the Red Wings are trying to, to do right now because um, Eiserman's got him in a really fantastic rebuild. And the last thing that the Wings need is to have Larkin's status or contract be a distraction. Um, but Mo Sider, I think he is just destined to do good things again this year. Um, they're saying he's getting stronger and faster in the offseason, really putting in a lot of work to do that. So kind of excited. He wants to step up his Uh-oh. offensive game a little bit. And every time I talk, there's noises. None for D-Law, but always for me. Um, and I think Philip Zadina is going to be another one to watch. Uh, he's, he's on the bubble right now. He's one of those guys. It's a make it or break it, but I think him having a good or a bad season is only going to lead him out of Detroit. I think if he stays just kind of status quo, then, you know, he might have a chance, but if he wants to excel and play well, the wings might look to get some draft picks for him. Um, just because we've got a lot of, a lot of depth, and I'll get into that later on. Um, but I think they're going to be much better this year. I think Detroit's going to be a team that's going to, you know, possibly finish fourth in the Atlantic or better. But we'll see. We'll see. That's very um, early. Next, let's talk about Tampa Bay. So they Detroit and Tampa Bay kind of did a little bit of a coach swap. So, you know, we, we get Lalonde. They get Blashill. Um, but I still think that those – this team is going to be phenomenal. Uh, they, they kept a lot of their core guys together. Uh, they still have Stamkos, Cooch, and, and Vasilevsky. Like those, those three alone are superstars. And to have them all on the same team is just incredible. But, yeah, I think, you know, keeping John Cooper and, you know, and I don't think Blasio is a bad coach. I just think he was a bad coach with a new team. Um, so I think this is a really good opportunity for him not only to learn and to grow as a coach, but I think this is where his strong suit is going to be. I think he's going to be a fantastic um, assistant coach. So I think Tampa Bay is going to really push to be one of the top in the division um, just again. And the reason I say we got to watch Stamkos is, you know, there's there's been some talk about, you know, looking at retiring not too much longer. So uh, let's move over to Florida. Another team that I think is going to finish top in the division. Um, You know, they just, they have, you know, I I just think they have some strong um, power. They've got guys that want to play there now. You know, they're, they're kind of creating something down there in Florida. Uh, But, you know, you've got Alexander Barkov, Philip Hornquist, Matt Tuchuk, you know, just three again, you know, arguably superstars in the league. And, I just think they're going to really push to um, – I think they're going to really push to go a little bit further this year and, and you know, win a Stanley Cup. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. <clears throat> Toronto, next team we're going to talk about. I just don't know how I feel about Toronto right now. All I mean, right now, Austin Matthews is – regardless of what is true or not true is a huge distraction right now in the city of Toronto. 
wants to stay, if he wants to go. People don't know what's actually going on with Austin Matthews. He's saying that Toronto's his home, Toronto's his place, Toronto's his people. He wants to stay in Toronto. But are they going to be able to, to keep it? I mean, Dubas is on the hot seat as well. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces that are going on right now in Toronto. And then we we throw in the rumor, the Patrick Kane rumors uh, of uh, maybe going to Toronto. Um, I wonder how that would fit in with Matthews. I mean, obviously he'd probably love to play with him, but I mean that's his town, that's his city. Do you think he'd be like? No, you're not coming in. You know, he'd be like, no, I, you know, kind of like doesn't want to share his spotlight, you know, kind of thing. You no, know, not publicly, but more private. You know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so because I, I think Austin Matthews and the city of Toronto, um, and the fans of Toronto who don't live in the city, they want to see a Stanley Cup go back to Toronto. I mean, they've, they've been the laughing stock in the NHL for how long? I mean, I just saw a post online and it had a picture of Chara retiring and it said, there are officially no active players to have seen Toronto win a Stanley Cup. So it goes to show you it's, it's been a while. So I think you bring Patrick Kane over. All right, quiet down, quiet down. Um, so I think if you bring Patrick Kane, man, that that thing lasted like five minutes. That applause thing, we. I know. I did. I need to get a real one instead of using that stupid. That, uh, I don't like we that thing. That it's back. like holy moly. Well, I can't do that. That's a pod bit. But, but getting back to Toronto, <laughs> um, you know, I just I think they're going to be a good team. I do. I think you add Patrick Kane, that's going to be good. Problem is, your calorie, your calorie, I'm, I'm dieting, folks, so I've got calories on the brain. But your salary cap, you got to look to see, is that going to be another Vegas scenario where you're just playing, you know, chess all season long and losing? So um, I think it would be a huge addition. But I also think that. I'm a little late on that. I had to laugh. I had to laugh at that. But yeah, I mean, in in the players you got to watch. Obviously, you've got Austin Matthews, a the Cup Smasher, Kubel, um, and Michael Bunting. I know I ripped on Michael Bunting, but I think this is a big make it or break it season for him. You're you're older. You're not a young rookie. You're not a young player. You've been around for many years, but you had a good season last year. You're still considered a rookie, so this the, the limelight was there. Now it's a make-it-or-break-it season for a guy like Mike, Michael Bunting. Oh, jeez, you're still on Bunting. But I'm just saying, like, if he – we got to keep an eye on this guy because if he wants to stay in the league and he wants to be relevant, he's going to have to put up good numbers this year because, you know, what he did last year is going to warrant good numbers this year. Um, so you got to keep your eye on him. Um, but again, I think Toronto's going to be all right. I think they're going to finish high up, topper, topper, top of the division. Maybe not the top, but they'll be up there. Um, 
Then we're going to jump over to Ottawa. Uh, this is a team I just can't quite figure out. I just don't understand them. I'll take any input from you, but, you know, I just, I didn't see, I mean, they've got Brady to Chuck and Alex to but I just, I don't see a lot there right now. Um, well, apparently, apparently they had a good uh, off season, but it doesn't really, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I, I think they're a team you're just going to, I mean, for me, I just I'm gonna have to watch. I'm just gonna have to sit back and wait and see see what they do because I just I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they could be decent, they could be terrible. I just I don't know. But again, Brady to Chuck, he's gonna try to you know live up to the the last name. Um, you know, I just I think he wants to have a good season. You know, which obviously everybody wants to have a good season, but when you see your brother have a great season. You know, you want to kind of, you know, echo that. So I think he's going to come out and want to play, you know, have a good season. Um, Montreal, I, I just, I think they're a dumpster fire. Players just, I don't know, they just don't seem to want to play there right now. Um, Are they worse in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, they've got Cole Caulfield. He's going to be a kid to keep an eye on. He's he's always a solid player. Um but then you've got um, Monahan. You know, it seems like there's there's issues with that. Have you heard anything about him? No. What do you do now? I think he's injured. I'm I'm trying to see how long no. he is. I think everybody's injured. I think they're uh, Weber retired, didn't he? He did. I believe he did. And somebody else too, or did he lead somebody? Uh, they lost somebody else too. I don't remember if it was a retirement or if they lost him in frenzy. But yeah, he. Uh, no, Monahan's just he's he's looking for. I thought he, I thought he might have been injured. I thought I read that he had an injury, but it could just be the news playing. Um, no, he is. Um, yeah, he's not playing right now. So. Yeah, he's on long-term IR at the moment. Um, not quite sure what happened. But, yeah, I just I, I can't figure Montreal out either. I can't see why they're just not doing well at all. It just seems like everything is terrible there. Um, but, yeah, I think Montreal is going to finish bottom, bottom of the barrel this year. My next team is going to be a surprise team, and I really, really am okay with this. Buffalo, I think, kind of like Detroit, they're going to be teetering on making the playoffs. Um, They kind of worked their way up a little bit last year, but they've got the culture growing. They've got, you know, this is going to sound stupid, but they've got the fan base because of Bill's Mafia. So the city of Buffalo is the city of Buffalo. They're going to start taking more pride in their teams, I guarantee it. Um, you might not be seeing hockey fans jumping through tables, but you never know. It is Buffalo. What do you mean jumping through tables? Oh, don't embarrass yourself on on our show. The what are you talking? The jump through fire tables and break tables, and they have shoes. Now. Why would they do that? Because they broke through a table. Yeah, they they set up tables and break them. What? 
Why would they do that? They jump on him. I have no idea. You got to ask a, a Bills Mafia member. Uh, too many beers. But I just think, I think that Buffalo is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, they surprised, you know, a few people last year. They've always got the naysayers. I, I think, I think Buffalo is going to be a team to watch. You know, Dylan Cousins, he he's going to take a big jump. I bet. Um, Jack Quinn, Owen Power, another name that they were able to get him to, um, you know, to come up. So I, I think, I think they've got a young team. They're kind of rebuilding again the way that Iserman has done the last three seasons, where load up on draft picks, get young guys, let them grow and develop, and then bring them to the ice. And I think Buffalo is at that point where they're bringing them to the ice, and they've been really good in their drafts. I think Buffalo is going to sneak up and, and surprise a lot of people this year. Can we have a Buffalo free podcast? No, <laughs> we can't, unfortunately. Uh, I, I think we're going to be talking about them a lot this year. Uh, Again, I say this, I couldn't. <laughs> I think, man, they're going to be. Not as much as the Predators and Red Wings. No. Well, no, I just want to rename the podcast. No, we're not doing that. Last team in the division, um, I think they're going to be at the bottom. I just don't – I don't know. Maybe maybe not, but Boston. They're just a team, another team that I can't figure out if they're – and don't take this the wrong way, but it reminds me a lot of the Predators. They just don't know if they want to go into a true rebuild or if they want to make a push for the cup. And I just – they're, they're stuck in between because they've got guys that are aging out. They've got no solid youth coming up. I, it's just a trouble. I mean, Boston, I think, is going to be in trouble this year because last year they had one line that produced the perfection line, and I'm going to talk about that line. So you've got Bergeron, Pasta, and Marchand. You've got three guys who – make up I think it was like 60% of the goals last year might have been more they're getting older there's a lot of rumors about pasta you know he he's got you know rumors flying around him Bergeron people can't believe he even came back this year they thought he was retiring last year so there's some mixed feelings on it mostly happy um and then Marchand you know he's just getting older but he's, you know, he's good for two to three suspensions a year. So, you know, he's he's off the ice almost as much as he's on the ice. Not not quite, but he's always a distraction in that matter. So, I mean, that is 60% of your goals come from those three guys. And all of them are aging and not going to be able to keep up this this pace for, for much longer. So who who do you have to fill in behind them? Taylor Hall, maybe, but even he's not that young and that explosive like like he used to be. They just don't have those types of guys. So, you know, I just I don't know. I just don't think that they're gonna quite put it together this year. I, you never know though. Um, do you want me to keep going through the Pacific, or do you want to jump in now, D Law, and, and go through yours? Jump into the Pacific Division, and I'll wrap it up with the Central. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna do the same thing with this. So let's let's talk about Seattle. This is a team I'm not quite yet sure about. Um, 
Yanni Gord had a great season last year, 30 goals, um, just playing great hockey. And he, he's not showing any signs of slowing down. I, I don't, you know, I'm not sold that they're going to be good or great, but you never know. They've got Andre Burakovsky. Um, yeah, I think they, I think they can put together a nice, a nice little team. I, I think they've got the pieces to do so. Um, and being a newer team, people are going to want to see that, including the NHL. So, you know, kind of, kind of keep an eye on them. Uh, let's jump over to Vegas. So, I really think the two guys I'm going to mention here are the guys to watch on this for a couple of reasons. You're Jack Eichel and you're Mark Stone. Jack Eichel has more naysayers than supporters. Maybe not in that city, but amongst the fan base. So, Eichel, this is a big put-up-or-shut-up year. We just paid you the money. We made you rich. And you embarrassed your old team to come to us. So, he needs to put up. Because right now, Buffalo's laughing this all the way to the market. They they won that trade. So, we'll see. What we'll see what he does this year again. That's another reason that we got to watch Jack Eichel's because he's got the potential, but is he going to do it? The other one is Mark Stone, captain of this team. Well, they got well, they got statues for him, right? That everybody hated because they looked ridiculous. I don't even know what you would call that. Um, but Mark Stone, talking about Mark Stone here, he is the leader of this team. He needs to put up points. He's got to lead by example because I just think they're going to struggle. They don't really have any goaltending. Um, they don't treat their goalies very, very well. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll turn the corner. Um, well, that's one guy that does that. They get rid of him and they'll be okay with goalies. Right. Um, now we got to move to San Jose. You know, I think, and I know he hasn't been as productive, but I think losing Brent Burns was a big loss to San Jose. He was a leader. He was a person that people looked up to, um, well-respected in the game, a heck of a player. And, you know, they lost him in free agency. Um, Tomas Hurdle, you know, he's a guy that they're going to have you got to keep an eye on. He had 30 goals last year. Eric Carlson, you know, I think this is a good another put up or shut up year for a guy in Eric Carlson because he's got the potential. He shows that he's got some offensive game to him, but there's a lot of questioning his efforts, his work ethic. Is he lazy? Those are things you don't want to hear coming out of a locker room. Those are the things you don't want to hear about yourself because yes, you might be having those conversations behind closed doors with the coach, the coaching staff, the captains of the team. Um, but when it gets leaked out to the media and I know about it, then that's an issue. So is he going to put in the effort? Is he going to show that he's a leader of this team or is he going to be selfish and give up on plays? So it's just one of those things that just got to kind of keep an eye on him and see if, if he's going to step up this year. Um, but San Jose, I, I don't really have them doing a whole lot this year. I don't think they're going to do anything fantastic. Um, interesting team also, again, that I want to talk about is Los Angeles. So you've got Fiala and Arvey together. 
I just think that those two guys are going to play very well. I think that their history together in uh, Nashville is going to help them. Um, I think I just think they're going to mesh very well on this team. I, I think they're going to be playing. I, I, I think the team overall is going to be playing pretty well. Um, you know, you still have Jonathan Quick. You know, he's not terrible. Had no case season. He's not. He's not. He's 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 good enough to take you on a deep run if you need to. Don't know how, for how many more years. He's a cup winner. He is a cup winner. I absolutely, but he's also old. But well, yeah, but he's still got it. Yeah, he does. At least for I, now. Yeah. Um, but I think they could be a team to keep an eye on. I don't think they're going to do anything amazing or immaculate. Um, let's move in over to Anaheim. You know, I, I I think they struggled on D quite a bit. and They totally blew that season. They were actually leading the division, yeah. and then they had the free fall. I think they really struggled on D. I don't think that they really had – I mean, they don't really have any big-name uh, D-men. Uh, it, I think it had that had to do with Gibson. Gibson just for some reason he got injured, or he just went into a slump. Well, yeah, he wasn't playing. Well. And you know they were doing really good, and then he just went in that slump, and that's what turned their tide. So, it, you know maybe if he can get back to his usual self, or oh. or is he still there? Well, yeah, but. Um, but I think one of the, the big pieces is John Klingberg. I think, I think having him back on D is going to provide that defensive, uh, presence. I think it's going to boost the defense significantly. And it also gives you some leadership. In there. I thought the stars signed, uh, Klingberg. No, he went to Anaheim. I don't know about that. Were you looking through a novel? Or are you reading a book? He's a duck. I'm telling you, he was signed by the Ducks. But anyway, while he's looking that up, so I can prove him wrong, um, we're gonna move over to Vancouver. Uh, Quinn Hughes, you know, he he had 60 assists last year, so. I think he's he's pretty solid. I think he's a guy um, you got to kind of keep an eye on. Ilya Mikheyev, you know, he's another guy. But I think that this team is just an – I just think they're not going to be good either. When you were even considering putting Danny DeKaiser on the ice, then it, it's just a nightmare because the guy's no good. We've, we saw that in Detroit. I mean, amongst the guys that are no good, he was worse. So that just tells you how bad DeKaiser was. And just oh, God, it's a beat-up on DeKaiser show. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, that's just what I'm saying. They've got Quinn Hughes and Ilya Mikheyev. Who else do they have? You know, I'll wait. But anyways, so they're giving DeKaiser a shot there. I just don't think about it. Edmonton, um, I think Edmonton's probably going to take the division. Um, you know, you've got, um, Brett Kulak and, you know, obviously Connor McDavid, you've got tons of weapons on this team. 
you know, it's just a high powered offense. I just don't know how you're going to stop them. I don't know how you're going to, you know, take them out until the salary cap hits and they've got a GM that doesn't know how to work his way out of a salary jam. So that'll be interesting to see when it happens. But yeah, I just, I, I think that, that Edmonton is going to, going to be a very strong team this year. I think they're going to have a lot of offensive, um, presence. I think they're going to score a lot of goals. I think, I think they're going to be good. Um, moving into Calgary. I saved them for last because there's something going on there. Something is going to break. I just have that gut feeling because there are so many guys that have left or won out. And that doesn't just happen. I mean, this is, Let's be honest. Hockey is a sport for us. It's a business for them. But Calgary is a team that you just, there's something going on. I, again, I don't know what it is. No, I just mean that, like, I mean, Goudreau, gone. Tuchuk, gone. I mean, those that that was Calgary. That was Calgary, and they just walked out the door. They're gone. They're gone. Well, they did get Huberto. You, yeah, but you lose your two best players. Well, I think Huberto is better. Well, we'll see. We'll see what he can do on on this team. But again, why are people leaving this team? Why do they want to leave? Because Calgary is like twenty fun below zero in the freaking winter. Yeah, but you got to think though. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Look at Michigan's like that. So is upstate New York and Boston. Not that cold. But anyway, you just don't have, I mean, that would be like, uh, that would be like Yossi and uh, Mario saying, we're out. We, we're done. We're gone. Mario hasn't played in 20 years. You know 30 years. You talking about <laughs> F- Forsberg. No. So you see, you see, if I mean, what would what would your first thoughts be if Forsberg came out publicly and said, "I want out. I will not play for this team again. I'm done." And then, seemingly weeks later, Yossi comes out and says, "I'm done. I want to be traded. I'm gone." Are you yeah, well, nobody, thinking that something's going on? Yeah, but well, nobody actually came out and said that about Calgary. They all said right. they wanted to be gone and to leave. The two guys oh, that left said they wanted to leave, and, oh, leaving and they didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that publicly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Look, just Google it. You'll find articles about it. But they wanted out. They they said they wanted out. Um. And they they got out. So maybe there's nothing going on. Maybe it's going to be a great cover up, and we'll never know. But there's something going on there, and it's just not good. It's not not vibing. So Calgary, I think is going to be okay, but I don't think you're going to see a big splash out of them. Cause I think they've got some major issues going on, but that's it. That's a wrap for the Pacific. Oh, Edmonton takes it. Wrap it up with the central division. I'll start with the predators. Uh, they had an interesting off season. The beginning of the off season. I, uh, was thinking, you know, when Frenchy started, I'm like, "Oh, here we go again. We're not doing anything, just like every year." Well, they did 
they did eventually send Philip Forsberg. Uh, they did that early. I, you know, we, we talked about that uh, earlier in the show. Uh, the yeah, you know, uh, so he signed the uh, eight-year uh, contract, and then you know, then then they you know they resigned Cody Glass and Jeremy Lazan, uh, who had they had gotten from Seattle. Uh, and then, but they also signed some, some, some key prospects, uh, Tommy Novak, Cole Smith, Jimmy Huntington, and Devin Cooley. Uh, and then, uh, a, 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 a kind of a surprise that I thought, uh, early, uh, this is like late June, just before Francie started, they acquired Ryan McDonough for Philip Myers and Grant Mismash, who was basically a minor leaguer. Um, he wasn't going to make the Predators. Uh, I, I'm not sorry to see him go. Philip Myers, I thought he was decent. I mean, he wasn't the greatest, uh, but, it, you know, if you're going to choose Myers over, over McDonough, I would – Definitely take McDonough, obviously. So, you know, I think that's a huge trade. Why Tampa Bay traded, I mean, it had it has to be Sarah Cat, maybe. Um, I'm sure they would like to keep McDonough. Um, and I don't know why they traded, you know, who, they got Myers and Mismatch. I don't know. Maybe they see something that nobody else did. Uh, but you know, as I mentioned earlier, he, I think it was a big loss. Um, Matthew Olivier, uh, they traded him to Columbus. They got a fourth round draft pick for him. And then, uh, they, they did acquire John Leonard from the Sharks. Uh, but they gave up Luke Cunning. Uh, that, that's a huge loss for the Predators. Um, I don't know how they can replace him. But they made that big splash uh, in late July. Nino Niederreiter, uh, the biggest, uh, I think, the biggest uh, addition to Predators in this offseason. I'm very excited to see him. I loved him in Carolina. He, I think he's going to be really good. And he, he, he's already he's shown, you know, he's. He he he's like a national safari. He's, he can't he's can't wait to play. Um, I think we're going to see him get some, uh, I wouldn't surprised to see him put up 30 goals. Um, but he signed that two year, $8 million contract. So that's like a, that's 4 million uh, a year. So that's, you know, for somebody like him, uh, that I think it's a steal. Uh, they also signed Zach Sanford, uh, Jordan Gross, Rowan McEwen. Kevin Gravel, Kiefer Sherwood, Mark Jankowski, and Kevin Lincoln. Uh, he's a goaltender. Uh, they got him from, I believe it was Chicago. Uh, so that's basically just a, for, for the goaltending depth. Uh, they, 
They, re they did resign the Yak, Yak of Trenton and Smith. Um, but they did lose uh, some key players. Benning went to San Jose. Cousins went to Florida. Riddick, which i glad to see him go. Uh, he went to Winnipeg. Uh, Jeremy Davies, that's that's a huge loss. Uh, take good care of him, Buffalo. I think he's going to be do some one good. He's a young player. Uh, really high on Jeremy Davies. Uh, I'm really, really sorry to see him go. Um, he, he's got a bright upside, uh, bright future. So, you know, he, he, he's going to do some good things in Buffalo, I think. Um, maybe not this year, uh, you know, when he gets a chance, maybe, maybe in a couple of years, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see him this year. Who knows? Um, and then, uh, De Matt Luff, uh, he went to Detroit. Yeah, but he's only. I, mean, I think he's going to be down in Grand Rapids. I think he's just going to be a, you know, a filler player. And the Predators have ten national TV games. Uh, they do open up the Global Series over in Switzerland. Uh, they have one preseason game there, and then two regular season games against the Sharks. Uh, October 7th is their game. Um, everybody else will be out of preseason. They start, and also, I believe it's Colorado and Anaheim are also over there, but they don't play. They play each other. San Jose and Nashville are the only they, – they they have like a – basically like a home-and-home. Home. Um, but the Predators opener, it's – the home opener is against Dallas, and that's October 13th. Uh, moving on to Arizona, uh, I know you just love talking about Arizona. Uh, I think they're a little bit of a train wreck going. I don't think anybody wants to play for them. Uh, they did add Bootstack, Brown, uh, Stature. Who's, I mean, he was a Detroit player. Probably because nobody wanted Stature. I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> you just got to think about this, too, with, with – uh... You've got these guys who are now playing, like, I, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just, it's a joke. It's a joke because I, I could go to, you know, a youth hockey game at a nicer arena. So now yeah. We're um... playing, and it's just, it's it's absurd to me. Like, yeah, who would want to yeah. play there? Who just didn't somebody just recently say they they didn't want to play there? Um, probably. I'm not sure. There's probably a bunch of them. Uh, but they, you know, they don't really. I mean, they had a couple of resignings. They lost Castle to Vegas, which I don't know. Maybe that's not a big thing. I don't know. Maybe he might be able. Yeah, I don't know. Hot dog fingers. Uh, but their opener, their their it's a home opener. Uh, but they do start the road. Um, that that their home opener is October thirteenth, no October twenty eighth. Sorry, October twentieth against Winnipeg. They start at Pittsburgh on October thirteenth, and they will uh, they have a six game road trip to start the season. So must be there's something going on in their arena. It's not their arena. <laughs> um, but uh, moving on to Winnipeg, uh, they, well, I don't know 
what they're doing. I mean, they have a they did a lot of resignings. You know, Harkins. Uh, you know, a lot of these players that aren't really big names. You know, Dubois resigned. Gustafson resigned. Appleton. So it sounds like they're just resigning their core or not. I don't even want to call them core. Just kind of like younger players. Uh, they signed Riddick, which good riddance. I'm like, go ahead, keep him. I, yeah. Maybe he'll do good there. I don't know. Um, and then a couple other players that aren't really, never really, really heard of them. Uh, they, you know, they lost a lot of, a lot more players than I, than I thought at, they added. Um, as far as quality, you know, stat, we talked about Stastny earlier. I, I mentioned Sanford uh, signing with Nashville. And then, uh, you know, Eric Comrie went to Buffalo. Um, and then Yevgeny Sveshnikov went to San Jose. And, you know, they're a Canadian team. So it's, you know, as far as national TV games, it's, you know, it's, it's a little different because they're Canadian. <clears throat> but they're on Hockey Night Canada 12 times. They're on their the Wednesday Night Hockey, which is like the equivalent of our ESPN. Wednesday Night Hockey, it's on, on their, the TSN, which is it's a national national network for Canada. For, you know, our listeners don't know. Um, they're basically, I think they're basically like the ESPN. Um, they're on there seven times on the Wednesday night uh, game, and then they're on the hometown hockey. Uh, I believe that's that's another national uh, Canadian national thing. Uh, they're they're on there three times, so <clears throat> they're you know being a Canadian team, they're a little bit different, harder to gauge as far as national TV games. Um, but moving on to Minnesota. Oh, oh yeah, Winnipeg's home opener is October 14th against the Rangers. Um, well, moving on to Minnesota, they're kind of in a, another funk. Um, they, uh, they they resigned a couple of players. You know, they didn't really sign anybody. Just 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 some resign just some resignings. Uh, they lost uh, Ben for to Toronto. Not not and this was uh, Jordy Ben, I believe, not Jamie Ben. Uh, Bookstead and Delorier, who went to Philadelphia, but somehow they have fifteen national TV games. That's the same same as Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's because of Flurry. Um, I don't know why. I don't see you know why waste. All them national TV games on Minnesota, which I don't think is going to do all that hot. I think they're going to be a good team. <laughs> um, but their opener is a home opener, and that's against uh, the Rangers on October 13th. So it looks like a lot of teams are opening around the 11th and 13th. I, I think they're um, going to be better than you think. Moving on to Dallas, um, I, you know... <sighs> I I just saw you know Klingberg did sign with Anaheim, but their Dallas website must have been wrong because I looked on the Dallas website like at least a month ago, and they were 
I swear they saw they they had mentioned that they signed re-signed Klingberg. I don't know what, what, is, what is uh, I mean that 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 was coming from the Dallas website, but I just looked on the NHL free agency list and Klingberg signed with Anaheim. So I don't know what I mean. This I don't know when he signed with Anaheim. You know what? As far as you know, if it was just just recently or a couple months ago, but I the Dallas website a couple months ago or a month ago must have been just I wish I don't know they had some misinformation or bad information um, that really messed me up. Uh, but they had some they had some additions: uh, Marchman, Miller, um, uh, you know. But they, they had a couple of resignings. Uh, they resigned Ottinger. Um, but they lost uh, Radulov, who, guess where he's going again? The KHL for the third time, I think. Yep. And then uh, Raffle is going to Switzerland. And then they lost Nemstikov to Tampa Bay. And they have 13 national TV games, probably because, you know, they're still going to be a good team. Um, you know, they're in a bigger, big market, a Southern team, you know, that, so, <clears throat> you know, 13, it's just quite a bit there. Uh, their opener is obviously, I mentioned, uh, against Nashville, October 13th. And uh, it's basically a home and home because their home opener is October 15th against Nashville. So <laughs> Dallas and Nashville are going to resume their rivalry right off the bat. So, be watching that one. And then uh, moving on to Colorado, uh, the Cup champions, they, they had an interesting uh, season. Um, you know, a lot of re-signings. You know, Lekkanen, Manson, they re-signed. Helm, they re-signed. Um, they, re- they, they signed Rodriguez from Pittsburgh, as I mentioned earlier. You know, <clears throat> and then... Um, they didn't really lose a lot, you know. McCowan, and then they went. He went to Nashville, as I mentioned, and then the Cup Dropper uh, went to Toronto. Abe uh, Kubel, uh, Gilbert went to Calgary. I don't know. He might add some whatever, uh, but they did lose. They did have some key losses. Um, the um, as you know, on top of those three I mentioned. Barakowski, I think that's that's a huge loss. Um, uh, that he went to Seattle. <clears throat> um, Sturm went to San Jose, and uh, Kemper went to Washington, and then. Um, yeah, but they still have fourteen national team games because, well, they're the Cup champions. Um, so you know they're going to get those. They're going to get those games on national TV. You know, teams want to see the cup winners <clears throat> at least until next year's uh, finals. But then uh, St. Louis, uh, they have they 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 resigned. They're I think they're still kind of coming out of the rebuild. You know, they they resigned Letty and and then uh, a couple other couple other other players. They they signed Grice for what that's worth. I don't know. Um, Achari, <clears throat> uh, 
They had a couple losses. Lindgren went to Washington. McEachern went to Carolina. Perron went to Detroit. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but they have 14 national TV games. Um, again, they're kind of a, a favorite. Um, not really a big market. Kind of more like a medium-sized market, but they got a they got a uh, a rabid fan base. They're really passionate, so you know there's probably a place to do that. Uh, but their opener, their home opener, October fifteenth against Columbus, and then uh, moving on to Chicago, the dumpster fire of the team of the division, if not the league. I don't know what's going on with them. You know, it's come out that they're shopping Kane around now, so who knows what's going to happen with them, with him. Uh, they added Pathaseyu. Why, I don't know. Domi. Not a lot of big names. Uh, they did re-sign a couple of players. But they had some some losses, Uh Delia, I went to uh, Vancouver. Or Delia. <clears throat> Gustafson went to Washington. Link, uh, the Pride signed Lincoln in, as I mentioned, the goaltender. <clears throat> um, Kubalik went to Detroit. I think that's going to be a big, big addition for Detroit, I think. Uh, Strom went to Washington. Uh, but they still managed to get 13 national TV games. They finished last in the division, I believe. Maybe they've got high hopes for them. Um, I don't see them going. I don't know. Uh, but they uh, they start with a three-game road trip. Uh, their opener is at Colorado on October 12th, and their home opener is against Detroit. Uh, that's on October 21st, so... A few weeks into the season, um, or at least a couple. <clears throat> but um, just to wrap things up, as far as my uh, <clears throat> my predictions, uh, as far as the division standings, uh, starting with the Central Division, or keep staying with the Central Division, uh, I know this might sound a little different because you know this is the Pred Wings podcast. Uh, uh, you can't, you, you can't really, I, I guess you can't say that I'm a homer, um, because I think, uh, I I think St. Louis is going to take that division. Um, I think they're going to, you know, they're still good. They're solid. They play some good defense. Um, they're, they're just, and they, they weren't that bad last year. Um, and they always play within the division really tough really good really 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 tough team to beat and uh, and then uh, Nashville I think will finish second and uh, Colorado and or a lot of people probably pick uh, Colorado to win it but I think they're gonna finish third and then uh, Dallas uh, and then Minnesota Winnipeg Arizona and then Chicago will, uh, I think, uh, round out the division. Uh, probably be the worst team, which I think I don't know if they'll be the worst team in the league, 
but I think they'll definitely be the. I think they're gonna be the worst team in the Pacific. Um, not sure how your Central Division standings uh, uh, hold up against mine. Uh, in the Pacific Division, I think the Kings are gonna take that division. Um, I think there's they're a really good solid team. They started playing really good late last year. And then with the addition of Fiala, and if they put him with Arvidsson, watch out. The dynamic duo, those two are going to probably, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them get 50 goals. Um, I think those two are going to feed off each other. I don't know who their linemate would be if they do if, if they do play together. Maybe they'll split them up. But if I was the coach, I would put them on, on, on the same line. Um, so I, they're going to be a very tough line to to play against if they do play together. So I sorry my my system here froze up, um, but yeah, looking at the central, I I think it's going to be a toss up between uh, Minnesota and Colorado. Um, I think Dallas and St. Louis are going to be right there, um, but I think Nashville is going to be right in the mix with it as well. I think. Winnipeg, Arizona, and Chicago are going to finish at the bottom of the division. Um, but I think Nashville is going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, it's just kind of what I'm thinking as of for now. Because I agree with what you what you said on each team. So, um, so okay. Uh, so uh, going back to the Pacific, uh, I think Calgary will end up finishing second. I think they're going to be closer to the bottom. I think they're going to be surprised. Um, you know, they everybody. I know they lost a lot of players, but they they got a couple decent. You know, and then and then and then uh, that's not the bread man. Bread man's Panarin. Um, and, you know, Huberto, and the only question is the goaltending, but. I, I, I think in that division, I think there's there's too many questions in that division. Um, I I just don't see them beating the Kings. Uh, Vegas, I think they're going to finish third in that division. And then you got Vancouver, Edmonton. I picked Vancouver ahead of Edmonton. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Edmonton on top of it. They're, they're going to be very close. Um you know, Vancouver and Edmonton are going to be like, and, and they might even be close to Vegas, but I just think Vegas will 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 finish ahead of them. Um, and then San Jose and Anaheim, you know, they're the way Anaheim finished last year. I don't see unless they have a really hot start. And then Seattle, I, I mean, yeah, they got they got you know, but they got um, um, Yanni Gord. Burkowski, but well, Yanni Gord was on there last year too. Yep. Uh, actually, he was a uh, he he came in the in the expansion draft. Yep. <laughs> but um, pretty good. I think Seattle's going to be a surprise. But I I, I, I think Seattle's going up in the bottom of the Pacific. Um, I just don't think they have it yet. Um, going to do the Metro next. Uh, the Metro. I'm going to take Washington uh, to take that division. So? Uh, they 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 had a really good uh, really good free uh, season. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know they, you know, and then signing Kemper, uh, signing Kemper. Um, 
uh, us, you know, that he just won the Stanley Cup. <clears throat> um, and then, uh, but I, you know, they they didn't they didn't really gain get a lot, but they kept the core. Right. Also, so you also can't you can't rule out the Rangers either. And it's, yeah, that's funny. Gonna say that, I'm going to say the Rangers are going to take the division. I changed my it, mind. It, it's funny to say that because I picked them Rangers finishing second. Now you know, obviously, I, I'm not talking about you know there might be like five or ten points. I I think it's going to be tight tight division. Um. Especially with Columbus, you know, I picked, you know, there. I finished. I picked up third, and then Carolina fourth. I think the top five, maybe six, are going to be like really close, like within two or three points of each other. It's going to be a really competitive division, I think. And then uh, obviously in the Pittsburgh, I got them in fifth, New Jersey in sixth, and then the Islanders, and of course Philadelphia. I almost want to say Philadelphia might be the worst, but it's a toss-up between them and Montreal and, and Chicago. Um, but moving on to the Atlantic, um, I got I've Florida. Got Montreal at the bottom. I've got Montreal at the bottom along with Ottawa and Boston. Those are the bottom three. However they fall, who cares? Because it doesn't matter. But um, I got uh, I got Florida winning that division. Um, and Tampa Bay coming a close second. Florida and Tampa, Tampa. Florida and Tampa, one of those. Florida and Tampa Bay, I think, are going to be. You know, they're really you know, They're they're getting that rivalry back. Um, that the Florida rivalry, and you know, they're going to be like really close in points. Yeah, every game gonna be a fun series. Every game between those two are going to matter. It's and it's going to. I think it's going to come down to who wins that division. But I think Florida is going to do it just because of the additions they got. And then I got Ottawa in third. Yep. And I know Ottawa you're going to uh, just because of their additions. Um, okay. And then uh, Buffalo in fourth. And then Toronto, they're kind of in a mess right now. Get them in fifth, and Boston six. I know I, you know, Detroit. I got them in seventh, and Montreal in eighth. It was hard. I really think Detroit is right there. I really think they didn't finish that bad last year. But I mean, they're gonna finish worse than they did last year. But they got a lot of tough teams in the Atlantic Division: Florida, Tampa Bay, Ottawa, Buffalo. They always seem to Did they, they seem them last year. They seem to have a tr- trouble with Toronto, um, but and even Boston. I'm not um, knocking your decision. Like I, I but your decision to make. And and the thing is. Um, I I had a hard time with them in seventh because I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I, if they do, it's only going to be like a point or two. I think they're just going to squeak in. But looking at the other teams, I'm like, I just don't see the other teams finishing behind Detroit unless Detroit has a really really strong start in middles of the season. Saying that, the it's going to be like um, the other division I mentioned um, as far as closing points. 
I think the top six, maybe even seven in that division are going to be like really close, like one or two points separating. So you're going to, I mean, even though I picked, you know, Florida and Tampa Bay and Ottawa fishing top three, it might come down to head to heads. Because it's gonna, I think it's gonna be that close. I think it's gonna be a really competitive division. Um, you know, like I said, the top six or seven are gonna be like right there. So I mean, Detroit, depending on how things go, I Detroit might end up taking a division. It's gonna be that close. I think um, they could. They could. but but yeah, but um, yeah. So it's just gonna be fun to, to see that division play out. Um, but yeah, it's it just. It's just going to be a fun, fun, fun uh, season um, to play out. I, I know we spent a little long on this, on these. Um, Let me did talk you about want the Red Wings here, quick? Um, you know, just some things with Detroit that I want to take out of the prospect camp. Uh, the Wings have some some energy in in their in their prospect pool. The first guy I'm going to talk about reminds me a lot of like a Darren McCarty. Riley Piercy is a 20-year-old playing for the Flint uh, Firebirds right now in the wing. Uh, he's six foot three, and he's not afraid to scrap. Like he'll scrap to protect his teammates. He'll scrap to change the momentum of the game. Um, you know, he really caught the attention of uh, Draper and uh, Kurt Malpe, and they were like, "You got to come." come play with us. Like you got to come try out. And you know, he scored four goals in one game. The kid came on, had a great freaking prospect camp. Young kid just loves the game of hockey. My guess is he'll probably end up in grand Rapids, hopefully. So that way he can be a two way player if needed for his physicality and, you know, a little bit of, uh, uh, enforcement, but he also scores goals four in one game. I like this kid. Uh, Jonathan Bergeron, 22-year-old, 5'11", 194-pound. Uh, he plays wing or and or center. Um, he played for Grand Rapids last year, 10, 10 games. I'm sorry, 70 games. Um, he had 21 goals, 43 assists, put up 64 points. Um, I think he's going to be fighting for a roster spot. I think he's one of those bubble guys that's going to be uh, right there, knocking it at the door. One, he's he's literally one injury away from showing a, what he's got. Um, Pontus Anderson, twenty-four-year-old center or wing, playing in the SHL for Lule's Hockey Facilities or whatever the hell that f is. Um, he had fifty-two games played. He had eighteen goals, twenty assists, put up thirty-eight points. Um, and it was his best year of his career last year. Um, but he's probably looking, he's probably, um, fighting for a a position in Grand Rapids, but just another little bit older rookie, but looking to, to play. Uh, this one's interesting to me. Elmer Soderblom, he's 21 years old, uh, from Sweden. He's six foot eight, uh, like the next Chara, uh, 249 pound defenseman. Um, I'm sorry, winger. Um, he's more of a power forward, not a big scrapper, but he, he, he's a big guy that likes to use his hands. So he really focuses a lot of his, 
of his um you know agility on his on his hands he likes to have quick hands so we'll see what he can do hopefully he can put up some goals this year um you know he had 21 goals and and 12 assists in 52 games not not terrible um here's one this is the D man I was going to talk about Simon Edmondson. I think this kid's going to come up and play for the wings this year. Um, he's a 19 year old Swede, six foot six, 207 pounds. He's a big boy. Uh, he knows how to stop people in their tracks. Um, you know, he knows how to, he just knows how to set up plays and he's smart. He's smart. He's another like more cider, you know, potential. Um, but yeah, those those are just my notables. Those are just a few guys to, to kind of watch. Uh, last thing that I kind of want to go through, I, I've been thinking about this, and I put together what my projected lineups would be if I'm playing head coach right now. Obviously, this is just totally fictitious, but I'm going to go with Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Raymond as your first line again. Um, last year they bumped Bertuzzi down to the second line to try to produce some secondary scoring, and eh, it didn't really work, and everyone kind of slumped. So keep Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Raymond together. I'm going to bring in the newlyweds, David Perron and Andrew Kopp, and I'm going to put them alongside Jakob Verana. I think that would be a solid line. Um, you know, you're going to get scoring out of any one of those and that's where the Red Wings have really struggled is getting that secondary scoring. You know, before we were looking at the likes of Adam Ernie to try to score us a goal. Jakob Vrana, you know, he he came through and he put up goals. But now with the addition of Perron and Kopp, I think these are two guys. Now you've got two lines that are going to go out there and, and make you pay. You know, it's not just the top line. Now you've got one and two lines that can go out there and do that. My third line, um, it's kind of a toss-up between Rasmussen, Suter, and Zadina. Um, also, I was thinking Kubalak, Suter, and Sunquist. Because um, then that would leave your fourth line to be Rasmussen, Valeno, and Zadina. But I, I want to see Zadina up this year. I, I think, like I said before, this is his make it or break it year. So I would go with Kubelek, Suter, and Zadina. Give him, you know, the likes of Kubelek and Suter who can, you know, he can set up a play. He's not a huge goal scorer, but uh, Kubelek can provide that scoring. So I think putting Zadina with them is going to be a good opportunity for Zadina to shine. But then you got players on the bubble, though. You've got... Um, Adam Ernie, you know, where does where where does this leave him? Um, Giovanni Smith, who I, I, I like. Giovanni Smith, I think he really had a good end of the season before he was not with the like playing with the team. Um I thought he had a heck of a few last few games that he played. Um, but I think he's gonna be on the bubble. I just don't know if he's gonna make the squad. And then a couple of guys that are going to be in there that I, that I talked about is uh, Soderblom, Pearson, and Bergeron. Like, where where do they stand? Are they going to bump up? Um, but I think out of the all the prospects I talked about, I think Edmondson is going to be the one. So my my guess for defense is going to be uh, Sherratt and Sider, um, Ali Mata 
and Philip Hronik. And then I think you're going to see Simon Edvinson and, and Gus Lidstrom. So I think that's going to be your defensive pairings going into the season. It could, I mean, obviously a lot could change. You can get an injury in training camp. Somebody could come up and just play very well and earn a higher spot. But if the season started right now, this is these are the lines that I would like to see personally. You are now entering the right I'm sorry, but I have to hijack your rant room. <laughs> this rant room, I tell you what, Kevin Adams, if you're listening, I'm available. You can sign me. I'll play. I'll sit the bench. You can sign me. What are you thinking? Signing Tage Thompson to a massive 50 Million dollar contract. Yeah, it's a seven year contract, but it's more than Kadri. That's a 7.14 AAV. That's annual average value, if you don't know. Kadri makes 49 for seven years. That's just under, so that's seven million, but just under 7.14. Kadri's a cup winner. Tage Thompson is nobody. Yes, he had 38 goals and 30 assists, but that's one season. 78 games. You don't give somebody that one season, a one season wonder, as far as I'm concerned, $50 million just for one season. He's played 223 games in his career. He's got 56 goals. So, I mean, he had like half of his goals are one season. And 47 assists. Five seasons? He's barely a rookie. He played 41 games with St. Louis. He had three goals and six assists. He was a minus 12. In Buffalo, he's played 65 games. Seven goals, five assists one year. That's 65-game season. He has a minus 22. This this is a player that you're paying $50 million for? He can't play defense, obviously. One game, he had zero, obviously. He played one. It was one game. And then last season, the 38 games, um... Or no, not last season. The, the season before last, he had 38 games. He had eight goals and six assists. It was a minus six. This last season, he had 78 games. He was a minus 17 on, on top of those 38 goals. He hasn't been a plus in his whole career. I, I know there's more than more more than plus minus, but that's – I know you don't like plus minus, but there's also a, an indication of – your defensive awareness and your defense, what you know, defensive playing, um, but but just to just to uh, compare him with some of these other players like Rantanen, he he makes fifty five million with an average value of nine million, so that you know that's a little bit more, but he had thirty six goals and fifty success. Thompson had thirty eight. 
and you're going to pay him that much more. Troy Terry, 37 goals. He makes $4 million. That's 1.45 AAV. McKinnon, 32 goals, 56 assists. He makes $44 million with a 6.3 AAV. So, as I was saying, Rantanen, Troy Terry, McKinnon uh, are all about the same as far as goals. And they're making less than you're going to pay this Tage Thompson. And and also Huberto, he had 36 goals, 85. So his average AAV is 5.9. He only makes 35, so way less than the 50 million. And those players are all proven and better than this rookie. I mean, maybe he'll be, maybe he'll keep putting up numbers. Maybe he'll put up 50 goals. But you don't give him 50 million just for one season. No, you wait two or three seasons. I mean,. Ratnan and Troy Terry aren't even getting that that kind of money. Neither is Kadri. So yeah, I don't know what this. Maybe he's got more money than they want to deal with. Maybe they got a cap. I don't know. I just don't know. I I don't know what he's thinking. All I know is he's just I I he's totally lost it as far as I'm concerned. And you know, like I said. I'm available. I'll sign a contract. I don't care. You, you sign me to a two million. I don't care about. It. I know. I know you like to overpay players, so you can overpay me. Tell us how you really. My rent's done. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack it, but I that just that just oh god. <laughs> I don't know. You really feel there, kid. All right. Uh, what else do we get? the hell was that <laughs> I got another one I don't know if I <laughs> no I was just sorry I was like letting out my frustration <laughs> so um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that rant or not I'm not going back into that rant room <laughs> no that's all good <sighs> that's about let's see what we covered everything um did you? Oh, um, so I know you. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to this, but um, I heard a story about Patrick Wah. He's co- he's he's uh, coaching. What did he do? A junior team. Well, he got. I think he's coaching a junior team, right? I don't know what he owned. Coach of a junior team, correct. Does he own a team? Is it his team? I don't. I don't know. Well, I saw he got ejected. Not sure what for. I, I, I can't remember actually. But I, you know, I just thought maybe you were wanted to go off on that a little bit. But no. Yeah, he. I mean, how many, how many times? How many times has he gotten ejected just coaching? It's at least that's at least a second that I know of. But um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, the next the uh, season two, um, 
going to have some, maybe some new segments coming. Um, I don't know. The d Dust Dustin, we introduced last season. Not sure if we're going to return it or not. Um, it hasn't been decided yet. Um, maybe, maybe it'll be just like a special special segment here and there. Um, I'm really not sure. I, I thought it, I thought it was kind of a neat thing, but I don't know. I don't know if we really want to keep going. Your work cut out for you with it. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, we're going to be off next week and then we're going to return, uh, October 7th and we will, when we return on October 7th, we will be there for the long haul. We it'll be weekly, probably till next summer. Um, so we had a nice little break, but it's time to get back in uh, to the old weekly grindstone. Um, and October seventh, the next show, I'll actually have a regular season Preds recap. I know you will. You'll still have preseason talk about and all the other teams. Uh, but um, the Preds and Sharks, as I mentioned earlier, uh, they their regular season, uh, they'll be in uh, Switzerland. There's a check. The O2 Arena, I believe it is. Um, I know they have one preseason game and then the two uh, regular season games. But I'm pretty sure it's in the, the arena is called O2 Arena, wherever that is. Um, I'm not sure where that is. But it's either – I know – I'm pretty. I know they're going to Switzerland for the preseason. After they're going to be Monday, they got a split squad against Florida, and I believe that's in Bridgestone Arena. And then they have another one, Tampa Bay on Thursday. That one is in Tampa Bay, and then Friday the thirtieth, they're home against Tampa Bay. And then I think right after that is when, yes, uh, right after the 30th, that's when they go to Switzerland. And then they'll play a preseason game against SC Bern on Monday. It will be 1 Central, so that's uh, 2 o'clock our time. And then, of course, that's the preseason game. Friday, they start the regular season against the Sharks. That will be 2 o'clock Central, or not 2, two o'clock Art Eastern Time. 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, so I will have a recap by the time we record Friday night. Obviously, it'll be over. So I'll be able to do the recap for that. And then Saturday the 8th is their technically it's a home and home, even they're both over there overseas. Uh, that one is another 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time on Saturday. And then they return home, or they return to, yeah, I guess they say return home. They fly back to the States after Saturday the 8th, and then they are off until Thursday the 13th um, against Nashville, or Nashville, against Dallas at home for their home opener. So uh, by, by our second by the time we have our second 
show, I'll have three games to talk about. I mean, obviously, they won't all be in the same episode because I'll just have the seventh, I'll have the one. Um, but it will be our second season. So, a lot of interesting uh, excitement coming up in season two. Uh, we're getting better. Yeah. So just hopefully our poopers. Well, so am I. So I just, just, I just hope our bloopers go way down. Although I think we already had a couple of bloopers in this one, but uh, who knows? Maybe they'll be the only bloopers we have. Two weeks when we see you again next. Um, uh, actually, be able to jump right in, and get in my mid-season form with the, with the, with the recaps. <sighs> doesn't. Doesn't seem right that you won't be able to do a regular season recap, but you can. It'll just seem funny because you'll be talking about preseason, and you know, I'll be talking about regular season. Everybody else, everybody, every other team in the league will still be at a preseason, at least until the eleventh. Um, I think two teams start on the eleventh, and then. Uh, most of them started on thirteenth. Another interesting uh, season preview show, and actually, uh, actually, it's our first season preview show because we started in uh, you know, mid-season last year, and not even mid-season, like three quarters of the way. So, yeah, so we got our first season preview show out of the way, and uh, we can. Good to see you. In our last season, last episode of season one, and next time we talk to you, it'll be season two. So please stay tuned, and uh, thanks for listening to Pride Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.